Yer, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. My name is Greg Davis, former NCAA Division I athlete, and the goal of this podcast is to shed light on the harsh realities of life after sports. My guest today is former professional soccer player David Diosa. David began his career with the Cosmos in 2010, playing with the New York Cosmos Academy under 18 and under 23 teams before signing a professional contract with the NASL side in 2013. The first player to graduate from the Cosmos Youth Academy to the professional squad, he earned a spot on the team that competed against Manchester United at Old Trafford in 2011 in the Paul Scholes testimonial match. A big factor in the Cosmos winning, the 2016 season was his best year as a professional, having scored and assisted three times, including an NASL Goal of the Year candidate. Born in Medellin, Colombia, David moved to the United States at 11 years old, growing up in Jackson Heights and attending Martin Luther King High School, the most successful public school team in New York City. David, welcome to the Davis 10 Soccer Podcast. Hey, thanks. Thanks, thanks for having me. Excited to be here talking to you after so many years. So, Hi. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, so I remember David and uh, David and I, we, we kind of... I wouldn't say grow, grew up playing together, but you know when we were young, like I said, David came here when he was like ten or eleven, yeah, 11. Um, ten or eleven. Yeah, I read something that said eleven, but then I actually I watched a little interview of you taking taking the Cosmos through uh, through Queens yeah. and like where you used to get your hair cut, and I think you said you came you came here at ten. So I'm just gonna say between ten and eleven, somewhere yeah. around there. And uh, and David was David came. I remember I met David through ODP which stands for the Olympic Development Program, which essentially was like the state team, which I, I know I've spoken about yeah. before on this podcast, but the New York State team, which essentially was like the best players in New York State. It was kind of separated into, um, I believe, uh, well, Eastern New York was separated into North and South. So North was like Westchester and a little bit above, and then South was basically like New York City and Long Island. Yeah. So uh, David and I were on, the, were on the same team, and I remember David coming in, and you know we were all like, who is this guy? Because like, we all kind of knew each other like you know of each other because because we grew up playing you know a little bit of like travel soccer even between yeah. like eight nine ten years old but like i said david came here straight from columbia so when he came we're like yo who is this kid like this guy's pretty nice <laughs> and david uh david spoke no english when exactly. he exactly i was gonna uh, say <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let you explain that. Uh, you know, because or or at least tell tell that story a little bit. Because, yeah. like you said, I know that 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 was probably just uh, you know obviously a huge transition for you. So, what, what was that like? No, it was it was hard because you know I was young. <laughs> I had no friends here, you know. But then you know when I was in ODP, my club team was like in Fletcher Meadow Park, and it, and it's all Latinos, yeah. you know. So I didn't know no English, and then in ODP, uh, I actually met Sebastian Ramirez. He was actually yep. uh, uh, the one that would help me out with like translating and stuff like that. I remember um, uh, my mom and his mom as well. She was very nice and, you know, she helped us a lot with, with translating and all that stuff. So, yeah, it was kind of hard being an ODP and not knowing English because I, I think almost everyone was, you know, uh, from here. Uh, all right. So it was kind of hard to to get, uh, I don't know, to get to know everyone and stuff like that. But, I mean, everyone was nice. So, it was, you know. Everyone was hopeful as well. Yeah, absolutely. So, see, like everyone thinks, like like New Yorkers are mean, they're rude. Like <laughs> our whole thing is like, listen, like 
we may not just like just like go out of our way to help you but but if you ask for help we're, we best believe we're going yeah. like you know we're not just going to turn you away so <laughs> so you know you you debunk that theory so that's nice but yeah no, i remember david came on and and you know he was he was always pretty small smaller guy nice. lefty lefty but like man like real shifty really good so we're all like, he made the odp team like when we used to try out for for odp or the state there was a there was a there was a number of tryouts to go yeah. through like there were certain cuts maybe you know like maybe three or four cuts before you actually made the team so yeah. it was always competitive you know i i have you know like like people that i know that were really good that that, that unfortunately couldn't make the team or, or got cut so so david made it this you know first first time trying out i remember he made it and and yeah. he was on the team and and he was just like solid left winger. Like, man, this guy was just like, give him the ball. He's going to do something. He's going to do a couple step over it. So he always like, I feel like you always like did this like kind of like a fake shot move or you like fake that was my move. kick it with your left end and you cut back inside. So everyone's like, you know, everyone's like stretching. Like you're going to like either cross the ball or, yeah, yeah. or shoot the ball. Then you cut inside. Like, so you were good at like just cut it in and out, in and out. I, was, I sure, really remember yeah. that. And and that video that I'm talking about. So when I was, you know, when I was looking up some some information for you, I, I came across like you know a video that you did with the New York Cosmos, where you essentially it was like a five to seven minute video. You just kind of took them through Queens and, and yeah. where you grew up and and your old high school, Martin Luther King, which we'll certainly touch on. But um, I remember I thought it was just real funny because you you mentioned that that you went to to Flushing Metal Park and you know Flushing Metal Park is like. I've spoken about it before on this podcast, but really just like a mecca of, of soccer in New York City, yeah. like Queen Soccer. just so many different fields there. And that was actually where the state team practiced um, in our first years. But you mentioned that that you went and, and, and you told your mom, like, you know, I wanted to play soccer. Like, get me out. I want to play soccer. And you went to Flesh and Meadow and you found the first team or you found a team that was like wearing Columbia yeah. jerseys. And you're like, <laughs> that must be like they like that must be the team from like they gotta speak Spanish in Columbia jerseys <laughs> and it's just so funny because that's just like that's just like the tip that's like so typical of like Flush and Meadow you go there and it's like it's a World Cup it's honestly like a World Cup sometimes you yeah, go there exactly, yeah. you got like you got players repping different countries different teams um, and, and and I think you just you just kind of went up to them and 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 I guess like you know just uh, yeah. I think maybe that started what started your your club journey in, in New York I mean or? in New York yeah in New York that's how it started obviously we were here we didn't know anyone but someone would tell us like to go look for a team in Flushing Meadow Park because that's where I guess everyone started their a lot of people started their, their soccer uh, I don't know career here and stuff like that so I went with my mom and like you said the first team we see is they, they're wearing uh, like Colombian jerseys and and that's where we you know we said you know we got to go there they have to speak Spanish and and of course they did and I'm actually uh, very thankful with them because I, my mom was speaking to the to the coach and the owner and and the first thing he said oh just let him let him let him train and and my mom obviously we didn't she didn't have a a job yet because we were just we just we just we had just gotten here and she was like no but wait like we, we just want to talk like we want to know about the prices and you know he didn't care he was just like no just let him train let, let him train and you know they saw that i was i was really good and and you know they were happy with me and and they helped 
they help me out a lot. I don't I don't even think they, they ever charge me. So <laughs> Yeah, nice, <laughs> nice. No, but honestly, like and and I, I just gotta, you know, I, I really have to emphasize like like you were nice, bro. Like you were you were really good. You still are. I mean still are. I've seen some of your highlights recently, but I like you were, you know, easily one of the standouts on that on that state team. Like, you know, one of the one of the better players, absolutely hundred percent. So um and then you, you know, and I mentioned Martin Luther King High School, so I definitely we need to touch on that before, uh, you know, before we get into the uh, uh, the questions and all that, because Martin Luther King High School is 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 a legendary high school in New York City, specifically for soccer. And um, I mentioned in the podcast that you know the most successful public school team in, in New York City, and I went to Catholic school when I was when I was in high school, so I went to Archbishop Malloy High School, and, and we never we never played against MLK, but yeah. I remember we used to scrimmage sometimes against some of the public high schools, like Francis Lewis, uh, Beacon High School, which were, we knew that were that, those were teams that that uh, Martin Luther King were playing against, and I remember like we wanted Martin Luther King, like we wanted to play against y'all. I remember us telling our coach like see if i don't know like if this is in the rules or not but see if you can set this <laughs> up but Martin Luther King High School was was just an unreal team, and and also in that video that you know I, you went to your back to your high school and was talking to your coach, oh, and, yeah. and you know he mentioned too that like you know and which is what I remember too is that Martin Luther High School had had a lot of a lot of immigrants actually, yeah, um, yeah. specifically on the soccer team, particularly from I believe it was like South America and and Africa. I think we're like yeah, and I just remember that like. Man, you guys were nice. Like you guys, you guys ran like public high school soccer for for years. Yeah, yeah, we did. I, I actually, I mean, this school was in the city. It was pretty far from me, but obviously, I went there only for for soccer. And yeah, it was a lot of a lot of immigrants, a lot of uh, guys from from all over the the world. To be honest, right? Yeah. It was from South America, Central America, like you said, you know, Africa, a lot, a lot of places. But yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was it was it was a it was great teams every year. I, I think we well we won the four years I was there we won everything. So yeah, so yeah. <laughs> just about <laughs> yeah. Just forget. I think uh, I'm I'm not sure in you know what year this this was, but up until a certain point, I believe that I read that Martin Luther King High School won 15 of the last 19 public high school um, city championships. So like. You know, just just running through team. So um, yeah, so always had to had to bring that out. Never got the chance to play against y'all. I mean, honestly, y'all probably would have whooped us anyway. So um. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I remember I remember playing. I don't know who we played, but I remember playing like friendlies against uh, Catholic uh, high schools. Yeah, and um, and they were good. They were they were really good. I mean, in in I don't know in, our, in the public high schools, I think the really good teams were like Beacon. Francis Lewis, it was always a battle with them with Francis Lewis, Beacon. I can't remember who else, uh, to be honest. <laughs> oh, honestly, yeah, no, good memories, good memories. So, listen, man, uh, David, so good to um, you know to have you on, and um, like I said, haven't haven't spoken to you or, or seen you in, in definitely some years or some time now. So yeah. nice to just catch up with you. But yeah, man, let's get right into it. So, how did you uh, how did you get into soccer? And um, and what kind of initiated your love for the sport? Yeah, no, uh, as a as a South American, as a Colombian, uh, I think it's it's something I guess normal, you know, for some for a kid to get into soccer. You know, uh, for me, it was my family's very uh, passionate about soccer. Uh, my dad used to play; he didn't play pro, but he, he used to play uh, a lot, and 
and and you know when I was born that that was the first thing he bought me a, a soccer ball and you know the story is always that well the story of how it started it was that when I was four years old um obviously I was always playing soccer playing soccer and then the schools or the soccer schools they wouldn't receive you until they were like five years old at least to play okay so my mom took me to this little school little soccer school she saw and she was talking to the guy but he would say like no he's he's four years old and he's, he's too little he can't you know we can't we can't have him yet so i would be she says that i would be you know sad and stuff because i couldn't get in and, and then she went again and she told him again like listen like he he really wants to to play i think he's really into it blah blah and then the coach was like the first thing he said was uh you know what Okay, I'll take him even if he's just gonna play with the sand or whatever. Because you know, back in Colombia, fields the fields were sand, literally sand. Yeah, yeah. And I went to my first practice, and and I wasn't playing with the sand. I was actually playing. Uh, and the coach was really was you know he was really interested in me. He was like, wow, like the kid that I was gonna say was just gonna play with the sand. He's uh, out here doing everything, and you know, other kids mm. are are playing with the sand. So that's where that's where everything started, and then yeah, and then yeah, that's, that's absolutely absolutely. So you know, and I, I'm curious because you know, um, it sounds like you you mentioned you were you know definitely playing like organized soccer in back in back in Colombia, and then you came to the states, and and you know like like right away, you know, you were you were at Flushing Meadow Park, like yeah. and 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 trying out for the ODP team. So I'm curious what what you in and and I know that you were younger back then, but I'm curious like maybe in those younger years, like maybe between you know your your, your last few years playing in Colombia and then your first couple years playing in the states, like what did you find was was it was it like was it kind of similar and just in terms of just the style of play soccer did you find it to be like more difficult or easier like what how would you compare the two uh i found it i found it like easier to be honest if i want to yeah. uh, i found it yeah i fi- i feel like in colombia there's so much talent especially when i was growing up like there was so much talent so much talent and and everything i felt like it was harder as in like you know, like tactical, you know, those kids that were very tactical, very uh, crafty, very good. Uh, when I came here, uh, you know, flushing, yes, it's, it's, it's a, it's a soccer park, you know, where, you know, I guess a lot of, I think a lot of people have, have started there and there has been a lot of good players there, but it wasn't, I'm not going to say it was the easiest, but obviously there was, uh, I don't know why I found it easier. I can't remember, but yeah, yeah, um, yeah. but yeah, but once I got to like, ODP, Gachi, that's where, you know, I found, like, the real, real competition, you know what I'm saying? And Absolutely. that's where, you know, if I can com- if I compare it to that uh, from Colombia, I think the harder, the difference was maybe, uh, yeah, like, here they run more, everything is faster, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, you said run more, and I was, so yeah, David joined uh, joined Gachi, and, and I think, you know, once we saw him on, because once you're on the state team, you got, you know, because some of the, actually, the club coaches are, are the, um, are the state team coaches as well. And um, yeah. I believe actually our first year, I believe our first year, that was the year that we actually had four coaches, I remember. And I think one of them was Wilmer. Um, Wilmer, yeah. I, I'm blanking on the last name, but. Um, Cabrera. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, and and Wilmer was and Wilmer's gone on to do to do great things and, and yeah. coach at very high levels. But I remember 
he was one of our coaches. Ernest, um, uh, another just like real, just a uh, legend in, in terms of soccer training, was another one of our coaches. But basically, once you were on the state team, you were gonna you were gonna get seen by different clubs. And yeah, and so that's what happened. Up, <laughs> is that is that how you got picked up by Gachi? Yeah. So like when I yeah started ODP, that's what happened. I was in between. They spoke to me from Gachi and then Auburson too. That's when Auburson was gonna start. So I had the decision to make. <laughs> okay, okay. To go to Gachi or, or, or Alberson, but yeah, I decided to go to Gachi because it was closer and everything. So. Closer, <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, Alberton being being on Long Island, yeah. uh, Gachi being in Queens, right. So you know, glad you glad uh, Gachi was able to scoop you up. Got a good few few good years playing with you. So yeah. For sure. uh, and what was you know kind of like like looking back at it? What was your dream? You know, if you, if if you if you had a, a a dream or 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 an ultimate goal with soccer, was there something that ultimately like you wanted to to accomplish with soccer? I mean, growing up, my dream was always to play for for the team back in back in my my city in Colombia. That was the dream because obviously, I don't know when you're over there, you don't really see like yes, you see Real Madrid and all this, but like uh, I I feel like a lot of kids. Uh, are passionate about the teams they like in Colombia, so they they grew up like you know either playing on those teams and, and obviously the academies or whatever, and then they start dreaming about you know being in, playing and and being in, uh, in that stadium. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so I think that was my dream. Even when I was here, little, I guess I could say that that was that was my dream. But obviously, as I as I got older, I got to see you know what, what soccer is really about and 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 where I really want to go, really want to play. So obviously, growing up. I was always watching Real Madrid and stuff like that, so I think that was the dream to play even in Europe or Real Madrid. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. I think that was the dream. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And and uh, <clears throat> one thing I mentioned as well was that I, I believe in your intro I said that uh, you were you were actually the the first uh, I guess you could say product coming from the Cosmos youth system into the Cosmos uh, regular team or or professional team, and <clears throat> and that was something that I found interesting as well because. You know, I remember when I left Gachi or, or I left Gachi and went, went on to college, I believe that was about the time that that, that Cosmos started an academy team and, yep. and was, um, I, I believe that actually, did, did Gachi become Cosmos and they kind of like Yeah, merged? that's what happened. That, yeah. That's what happened, right. So I never actually like played during that time when, when, when kind of Gachi merged with Cosmos and became Cosmos, but, but I believe that you did, right? Yeah, I did, yeah. Okay, gotcha. And then tell me a little bit about that in terms of just like, you know, kind of going from the, you know, that's for one, that's, that's pretty cool that you can say like you were the first, first product of the youth system in Cosmos, even though it was, you know, kind of like a little bit of like new ownership and, and, and it was, you know, kind of a work in process there in terms of the, the academy system and, and then obviously bringing those players into the professional system. But tell me, tell me a little bit about like, you know, that transition and, and kind of what that was like going from the uh, academy to the pro team. Yeah, no, nah, so when all that happened, uh, I remember, well, I was with you in Academy, if you remember, with Dave. I think Dave was the coach, yeah. right? Dave McCarthy, yeah. right. So, uh, I don't know if you remember, if you remember, but um, that year, I was not playing. <laughs> I wouldn't okay. play much. And then, all of a sudden, I started playing. I showed Dave, I guess, that I could play, whatever. And then, uh, he, wanted me to stay, he wanted me to stay another year, but then this whole Cosmos thing happened. And then uh, Gio Savarez, he came in as, as the director and everything. And, you know, as soon as when he saw me, I guess he, yeah, he liked me. And, and, and he told me to say, because I, I was going to go to college too, you know, after that. And then um, 
I don't know, they told me to stay like another year or so, something like that. And I was like, yeah, whatever, I'll stay. And then that year, everything was, was really good. I think I did a pretty good year. And Gio was really interested in me. The The whole Cosmos thing was really interested in me. They had this plan of going to like MLS. I remember they, I, I don't know if people know, but like I, uh, they actually, I signed the contract when I was with them because they had this whole thing about going to MLS. They gave me a contract. I went and I met like uh, Eric Cantona and yep, yep. everything. I, I, I was, I think I was with, I think I was even with Aaron and like, uh, you know, Aaron, right? Aaron, Aaron, Dennis, Aaron right. and like other two guys from the team, and yeah, we I think we all signed like a contract, and I think the the plan like fell off afterwards, and then I think maybe like half a year later, maybe a year later, was when the NSA the NASL team comes on and and Gio uh, called me and then he said you know he told me to come and and see like to training and stuff and see how how it goes and then. The rest is, is history. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And yeah, I mean, and like the New York Cosmos was a team that was actually, I, I believe, playing in, in, I'm not sure if it was called the USL back in the day, but we're talking, I don't, I, I might be getting my history wrong, but I believe in like the, the, the maybe even like the, the 60s, 70s, 80s, the Cosmos was formed in New York and um, yes. actually Pe- like Pele in his later years played for the Cosmos, if I'm yeah. getting that right. And um, the Cosmos also had just like tons of just huge like international players because it was always, it was like that, you know, that spot for you know maybe some some retiring big names to, to kind of come and finish out their last years and and be in new york and and yeah so so the the, the cosmos when it when they came back and 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 kind of merged with gachi was kind of like the the resurgence right and for uh, sure yeah and then that that obviously took its toll there but curious about you know because you, you did it you you uh you had you had several good years with the cosmos i mentioned that you know i believe it was like 2016 was was a real good year for you and, yeah. and uh goal of the year candidate which I, I still remember i think it's that scissor kick but because i remember you scored like a scissor kick into the ground or maybe maybe that wasn't the no, it was that. it was i don't know if you've seen it they crossed the ball and then i hit it from like the other corner all the way to like upper 90 it was oh okay like on a like on a, on a half like a side volley or something or like even. that but i hit it with the okay. inside Okay. Okay. Gotcha. Oh, okay. So you got, in my opinion, you got two goal of the year candidates because you also scored a scissor yeah, kick. Yeah, I remember the scissor and, uh, kick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just look up David Diosa scissor kick goal. Google that. Uh, you'll definitely come up. But so yeah. So you I mean you had some good years with the Cosmos, and then and then you had um, you know obviously other years that that were spent just in um, different teams throughout the uh, either USL or, or NISA ranks throughout um, United States soccer. But you know, tell me a little bit about like when you felt. Like you were like the highest point in your career where you were just like, man, like I'm killing it right now. Like nothing can stop me. Like I'm, I'm really just feeling at my highest and, and, and the sky is the limit right now. Like how, how, tell me about the time where you felt you were closest to, to maybe reaching that, that dream of, of Real Madrid or. (laughs) (laughs) Sheesh. I mean, yeah, so as I've seen, I had a really good year. I'll say, I'll say that when I was younger, I felt that dream like closer, like yeah, a little closer. Yeah. Just because I was, just because I was uh, younger, and you know, I guess when I was older in, in 2016, I was more realistic about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes, I had a yeah. good year, but I'm not. You know, I'm not there. But when I was younger in, in Cosmos, I, I actually when I when I when I told you about when I signed that contract and everything, and I had that good year, and and even that year, Gio spoke to me about uh, 
the the U.S. national team talking to him that you know he was interested in me for the U twenties, and, yeah. and and you know for me to know that I was like, well, like, damn, I'm really that good. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So yeah, when I I remember that, and you know it was really excited for me, and I was I was really excited about the whole U twenty national team, but then um, I didn't. I didn't have my uh, citizenship at that time, so okay. I couldn't I couldn't do anything about it. But but yeah, I think that was when I really felt like that. But yeah, 2016 was a great year. Like you said, I had a goal of the season. I was also nominated for uh, Younger Player of the, of the Year. So yeah, it was it was a really good year. Uh, I think after since 2013 to 2015, I think I was uh, I didn't play that much. Okay. Uh, I think t- 2015 and 16 was when I, I started playing more. Um, so I was kind of tired of being like, like behind, you know, everyone, I guess, uh, yeah, I think in yeah. Cosmos, everyone, every play, every single player was really uh, like experienced and, and they were really, it was really good players, you know, obviously being with Marco Senna, Raul and, and other players that have been in MLS for, for years, uh, it right. was hard for me to like, you know, you know, get that starting position, I guess. So I guess in, in, in 2016, I, I was just tired of that and i was always quiet you know training hard and everything so yeah that was my year i, I guess yeah. and that's when i started getting more interest from from teams from the league and from like usl nice nice no absolutely absolutely and you know in 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 terms of just kind of and i and i know we, we were talking a little bit off- offline and i know you're you were you're kind of even recently you know dealing with with some some injuries and and different things and i know that you're you're currently kind of in the process of like you know, thinking about life after sport, possibly transition after, after life after sport. And, you know, you're not sure if you're going to if you're going to come back and, and, yeah. and play after your injury. So, you know, just tell me a little bit about, I, I guess, firstly, just some of those some of those injuries that, you, that you're going through right now. And um, and also kind of take me a little bit through, through your thought process in terms of possibly thinking about, you know, transitioning outside of sport and, and kind of where you're at with that. No, I've been I think I've been unlucky too as well in, in soccer i've had a, a couple of bad injuries with like hamstring injuries and stuff like that so now uh you know i'm to the point i'm already 30 and and, and you know right now i'm dealing with a, a sports hernia so you know i'm to the point where obviously i got to think about you know myself and my you know my future so so yeah like you said i've been it's a little struggling i don't i don't know i don't like the word struggling because it's not like i'm i'm dying or anything like that but obviously <laughs> yeah, i'm, I'm you know, there's those hearts. It's, it's a hard time, you know, because obviously for me, this was always my passion and and it's all I wanted to do. Obviously, I wanted mm-hmm. to do it until I was older, but um, and I always thought I was going to do it until I was 35, 36, because even I'm 30, but I feel like I look younger. So, <laughs> so, so yeah, so Absolutely. It's, it's it's really hard right now because obviously, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking into 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 other things. Yeah. See, see, see what I have, uh, what plans I can make. Well, I don't know if I want to go back to school and like jobs, like and and a job, you know, finding a job. So you know, it's it's hard, but you know, it's something that I have to go through now. Just because when I was younger, I didn't really take that decision of of I guess going to school or, or doing something on the side. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, and yeah, I mean, it's it's really interesting to to talk to you as somebody who's you know obviously that the focus of of this podcast is is the transition outside of sport, right? And yeah. and, and life outside of sports. And you know, I've spoken to to athletes who 
who who have made that that transition outside and, and are really just like like completely hung up the boots and then other players that are um that are still actively playing but kind of thinking about you know sports retirement and yeah. um you know for you it's like you're, you're kind of in the middle right because like you know you might you know because you, you're unfortunately dealing with a with an injury right now but you know you, you haven't necessarily completely closed the door on soccer but you're kind of you're kind of starting to think about those yeah. different things so and i just know you know just being especially that you you wanted to play soccer to so you thinking like you know 35 36 yeah, yeah. i'm sure that it's a you know just kind of like a tough period right now and, and and you know maybe like you say you don't like to use the word struggling but but i'm sure it's a tough period right now so i'm just curious about yeah. you know just different ways that that you're um you know kind of coping with things like you know if you're possibly like you know are you like kind of reaching out to other people to, to chat through things or um you know just tell me some of the ways that that maybe you're even even coping because one you're, you're dealing with an injury which is already hard to yeah, deal yeah. with and two on top of that you're dealing with you know possibly thinking about life after sports so tell me about some of the ways that, that you're coping with that and some of the methods you're using no so right now like like i was saying when we were offline i was telling you i saw joey uh joey pinto right and i spoke to him about yeah. it and he's like yo maybe i could get you up with a job like you know he was talking to me about his job and everything and uh and you know that's that's what i'm doing just uh talking to people obviously i don't want to get like i, w- I want to be involved somehow in soccer as well uh, yeah. like me i don't see myself as a coach but i want to be involved in like trainings and stuff like that you know training kids whatever it is doing private sessions stuff like that uh so i also have uh spoken to a few people with kids that they want to you know uh train and stuff like that and that's basically what i'm doing just talking to people and see see what i'm gonna do if, if it's a job monday to friday you know it's not like you know i have to do it because you know that's yeah. but but obviously <laughs> but yeah that's all that's all i'm doing and like yeah like you said I, you know you were talking about this and you know when we when you spoke to me i was interested in this because it's, it's important it's very important you know to, to know what you're gonna do after after soccer you know because me uh i had i dealt with injuries since like i think so i was 17 18 and I, like, thought about stopping, you know, at that time. But somehow, like, teams would contact me and tell me, you know, tell me that they're interested, like, you know, come play, blah, blah. So then that always changed my mind. I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, you know, people are interested in me, so, you know, I could still play. That, that, that's where I always changed my, my decision. But now, yeah, definitely. now, now I, I don't, I don't know if I'm going to change it. <laughs> <laughs> no, listen, and, and you know, you mentioned, um, uh, Joey Pinto, who actually was, was the, um, the first guest that I had on the Davis Ted soccer podcast. So my first ever episode, Joey Pinto. And I think it was fate or something, because as soon as, like you said, as soon as like, like maybe a couple of days after I hit you up to do this podcast, yeah, you know, yeah. you ran into Joey Pinto at the gym who you haven't seen in years. Right. And, yeah, I and <laughs> so I think it was, it was, it was meant to be. It was definitely meant to be. So, uh, no, I appreciate you sharing that. And, and listen, man, this is something that um, that all of us had to go through, right? And, and this is, you know, even in, this is, you know, the reason I started this podcast is because when I graduated, and I was 22, and you know, unfortunately, I had a I had an injury that that I think really kind of uh, held me back in terms of just reaching my my fullest potential. And it was just like a life changing moment, just being like, wow, like real life is just, is just like, it's just going to hit me right now. And, and, um, you know, that transition wasn't easy for me and, um, and and it's not easy for a lot of people, but like, like you said, it's, it's part 
part of life and it's something that, that we all have to go through. I think if you, you know, again, have that right support system and, and the people to talk to and, 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 and the network and, you know, I think just even hearing more stories, right. Just makes yeah. you feel comfortable about your own situation. Like you said, you, you asked Joey Pinto about it. Right. And, <laughs> and, and I think part of this podcast is to really just normalize the, these these types of conversations, right? Like, uh, like you, like you, I wouldn't see you on the street, and if I wasn't doing this, and just ask you, like, you know, feel comfortable to ask you, like, bro, like, what's like, you know, what's some of your plans, or like, yeah. you know, but like the fact that I'm doing this, and 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 so many people are open to it, I think um, changes the 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 perception of of just of just talking about these things, right? Like, yeah. and 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 it's okay to to be in that moment where you're, you're kind of figuring things out, right? And and again, all of us do it at all different phases, at all different stages in life. So, my last question to you would be, you know, and I'm sure that you've talked about just kind of being around you know more experienced players possibly even like mentors you mentioned raul and um and marco senna which is yeah. you know two two international players for for the spanish national team and, and legends in their own right and you were able to play with them be in the same locker room with them and i'm sure they're not the only you know players of that caliber that, that you've played with or um so i'm sure that you've heard like different lessons or maybe just taking lessons or just telling yourself different lessons every day or teaching yourself different lessons every day about you know sports retirement and the transition process but i would say if you if you were to give you know one piece of advice about like you know the transition process outside of sport for maybe you know other players that are possibly in the same position as you right now or, or thinking about it or you know possibly even others that are a little bit further down the line what, what would you what do you think your, your biggest piece of advice would be and and you can use your own experiences here but just you know maybe the biggest piece yeah. of advice that, that you would give for uh, for sport retirement and, and transitioning outside of sport uh, I think for like younger guys that are starting right now to like you know e- either play in, in in USL or whatever MLS, whatever it is NISA or whatever. I think they they gotta start building their I guess their plan B. You know from from a young age, just just so that when whenever they're they're thinking about either retirement or, or stop playing, you know they have something to do. Obviously, that's I think I think that's something that a lot of Players also say, or a lot of people always say, and that's something that parents always say to you too, you know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I would say that because that's something I, I'm not gonna say I regret it, but that's something that I, sometimes I think about it, and I'm like, you know, I, I could have done this because you know, as a professional soccer player, we always had so much time, you know, on the right. side. So even whatever it was, you know, if it's if it if it is to, you know, go to school on the side or whatever, online classes, whatever it is. Uh, or building a, I don't know, a soccer academy or something like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. I feel like you know people should should start building their plan B uh, when they're younger. But for 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 right now, I can't I can't for people older, I can't give you a good advice because I'm more story. <laughs> so I can't. I don't know. I wouldn't know what to say. <laughs> no, 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 absolutely. And and like like listen, every day is a is 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 a new lesson. Every day is a learning process. So you know, but I think I think like you said, just kind of having having that plan B and, and really just kind of thinking about things. And and it's so hard to tell somebody like you know when they're they're feeling like they're in their prime and you know because. Like when I was playing, nobody could tell me anything. Like, you know, I was playing and I was playing for as long as I wanted to. And, and that's all I, I had tunnel vision. Absolutely. So, you know, it's hard to like to get someone to listen. Right. Especially players that, that are just, you know, just have their mindset on soccer because I was there, you know, yeah. and I always say I look back and I say things like, man, like I wish I did this or I wish I did that or I wish I 
did some more things to be a little bit more prepared for, for life after sports. And, but like, thing is, it's like, even if I went back to that person that I was then, it's like, I wouldn't have listened. Like I wouldn't have listened. I just, it's just, it's just the honest truth. You know, I just, I just, I had my mind, my mind was just so sad and, and nobody could tell me that, that, you know, soccer was going to come to an end at any time. So listen, man, this is, uh, this is, this is really good. I really appreciate, uh, I think that's a, that's a great lesson to, to kind of hold it at, but David, as mentioned, man, you are a like New York City soccer legend. I have to throw that out there, man. And it was Thanks, it's man. so good to get you get your story. And like I said, when you were 10, 11, you just came on the scene, like you busted on the scene, like and it uh sorry, I'm gonna say bursted on the scene. I'm gonna edit that out. I'm gonna say you bursted on the scene. <laughs> and- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You really, you really bursted on the scene, and 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 it was um it was it was something to see, man. So I was just wanted to to this was this was great just to get you on and 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 just talk to you just because I was I was always curious about you know your your journey and yeah. it's so different you know coming from from a different country and arriving here not knowing the language and but I think I think New York New York City helped you out a little bit with that. So <laughs> yeah, for sure, for sure, man. Nah, thanks for having me. It was it was great being here and. Talking to you after so many years, uh, you know, hopefully we, we stay connected and, and, and we do some stuff, you know? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. Well, listen, man, best of luck. And um, and, and, and if you uh, obviously need anything, even just to chat or, or whatever it is, man, just, uh, you know, you have my uh, my contact info. Just hit me up and uh, we got to get some, you know, possibly playing when you, when you recover. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm done. <laughs> Take care, man. Take care.